the featured podcast of New Right Network. Mobilizing, countering the left, energizing the right. New Right Network, home of the New Right Movement. the left will not be upset about it anymore. I just don't foresee that being a, a growing point for them. I th- and they, you talk, they talk about it. I mean, they look, you look at their own, their own discussions uh, on, you know, not necessarily on the, on the air, but off the air, they're discussing the fact that what are we supposed to do after Trump's not in office anymore? That's a problem. And so I think that you'll see that. I think um, up and coming media, like, like new right network and, and others are going to continue to see growth. I think that people are going to say the, the distrust of the media is not going to go away. And when we can see grassroots media that is actually telling the reality of what's happening on the streets around us, that's just going to keep growing. I don't, I don't foresee that going away anytime soon. Uh, this question is, uh, what do you think about the GOP uh, seemingly giving in already? What you have to realize is, and I tweeted this uh, a couple months ago, probably it wasn't, well, maybe just a month ago. It was right after the election, I guess. But I said, I tweeted that you have to realize when Trump discussed the swamp, he wasn't just talking about Democrats. And that's just a reality. Um, there's a large swath of the Republican Party that the moment they, they see blood in the water, the moment they think that Trump is no longer the leader of the party, they will they will turn. And that we've seen that. We knew that was going to happen. We've seen that. You know, They did it early in Trump's presidency. You remember Paul Ryan and others did it to Trump early, trying to think they could strong arm him or bully him into doing what they wanted, what the establishment wanted him to do. But they realized very quickly that that wasn't going to work, which is why I think so much happened um, to try to derail Trump's agenda. Uh, You see the Russia investigation and other things. There were so many opportunities the Republicans had to basically put a halt on those sort of things. And unfortunately, they didn't. And I think we see why. It's because they weren't really in Trump's pocket, but all along, or Trump wasn't really working with them all along. They just were going along to get along because at that point that was their horse. So I think that'll continue. Now this next question comes from uh, Vic Alper. She says, I see the MSM using uh, China talking progressive talking points. Uh, If Trump is not in the White House, what are your thoughts on that? Oh, like as far as where, where we go as far as the progressive agenda. Yeah. Taking, taking, talking points from China and just putting them out in the the main street media. Well, I think that, I mean, you look at what's already been happening. That's been happening beforehand. I mean, the, the, the the left side of the media apparatus has already been doing that for some time. And I don't think that'll change. They won't have to be nearly as um, they won't have to be nearly as sneaky about it. I will say that with Trump and not in office. I mean, Joe Biden's going to go right along with whatever they say. So that's not going to be an issue. He's not going to get pushback from him on that. He will have to fight the more um, progressive side of his party. I mean, it's not good for him either. I mean, you look at it, even in Democrat um, discussions post-election, they said these progressive agenda items aren't helping us. They're hurting us in majority of the country, which is why, you know, you know, Trump did better with with minorities in in specific specific areas, better than any Republican president before him. And that's Mm -hmm. because the rhetoric that they're putting out there is not helping them. And unfortunately, um, they're too far down that road to stop. 
And um, we're going to see even more of that as, you know, a lot of these politicians, as we know, are bought and paid for um, um, by the CCP. I mean, just that's that's kind of a done deal and it's going to continue. I think that's not a that's not going to go away. Um, you know, AOC and, and, the, and the squad are not going to be quiet. They're not going to stop the progressive agenda. They're not going to stop the new the new uh, the Green New Deal agenda. They're not going to stop those things. Now, they may not be able to accomplish them with Joe Biden. I don't know but they're not going to be quiet. They're not going to go away. I mean, that's just the reality. They're going to keep saying that sort of stuff. They're going to keep pushing that sort of stuff. Um, but we will see, unfortunately, as we saw in the past, the, the Chinese did have quite the stranglehold on our, on our um, economy, but the fact that they had the deals they had, the production they had, the fact that most of our production had been sent overseas, mm -hmm. uh, even though um, President Trump had, had fought a lot of that off, he had not had time even in four years to get all of those fangs out of us. And I, unfortunately that if he is not in office in, at the end of January, uh, a lot of the, the gains we had made the last four years, unfortunately will go right back to where they were, including the Paris, Paris climate accord. I mean, that's going to, that is crippling for us and it boosts China because in the same years that it's going to destroy us, it is going to give them carte blanche access to do whatever they want, knowing that it's a, it's a future date. They have to change things we both know that anything can happen differently in that amount of time. So mm -hmm. to say that something's going to change in a few years, doesn't really matter. Right. Politicians make promises for 20 years from now. Oh, we're going to be, you know, this, that, and the other in 20 years, they can say whatever they want. They're not going to be there in 20 years. Right. The president's not going to be there in 20 years. He doesn't really care. I'm not saying president Trump or anybody, but any of them, if they're talking about something happening 20 years from now, they're not going to have access to that. They're not going to be able to promise that happens. So they'll, they do whatever they need to do to make, uh, to go along, to get along. So I think that's going to continue under Joe Biden significantly. So January 20th, Joe Biden, he right. is sworn in as our new president. Okay. Obviously I don't think anyone thinks that Trump's just going to go away silently. I know he's already said, anyone... he's already said it himself. Yeah. Uh, do you think he builds a political machine? uh going forward yes i think that i think that if you look at the political machine that barack obama started building right um and you can even ask um operatives on either side democrat republican what the trump trump team was able to build on the ideas of what the obama administration built all right because obama was able to, to get out votes and get out uh political capital faster than any candidate before him i mean that's just mm -hmm. like him or love him he was able to move pieces better than anybody to that up to this point. It just, it is what it is. He, he used um, the internet. He used um, wide outreach better than anyone had before him. And I think Trump saw that and he realized how powerful that would be for, for both the left and the right. And I think he did such a great job of doing that um, in the four years he was in office in the years prior to him being in office. I think now he understands the game even more um, and he will have the wherewithal and the gumption to do so. I think that you're going to see, I don't, he, he will not be the last Trump in office, not necessarily presidency. I don't, you know, we can't really predict that, but you will see multiple Trumps in office. I, I doesn't, wouldn't doubt that at all. You know, Laura mm -hmm. Trump's going to be running. Ivanka's probably going to run in, in Florida at some point. Uh, you're going to see, you're going to see um, Don Jr. running for something at some point. That is not, and it, even outside of that with the media side of things, um, the political party, you know, he's going to, he's going to push the narrative. The MAGA narrative is not going to go away, even if he's not president. That's, that's not going anywhere. And it's a much louder voice than the, the establishment side of the Republican Party. Now, do you think that uh, Trump should pardon Julian Assange? Yes. Uh, Unequivocally. And uh, what about uh, Snowden? Yes. And I, uh, I mean, I'm going to get blowback on some both? of that. I'm a yes for both for me personally. Uh, 
there's at this point, I say pardon them both. I don't see there for him. There is no negative there. Uh, obviously with Snowden, Assange is more of a, more people agree on that than disagree. Um, Snowden is a mixed bag between the, you know, the conservative movement. If some of them like him, some of them don't. I personally think that he, um, you know, to say, yeah, he did, he did bad things he shouldn't have done. It's all relative, right? It's all mm-hmm. relative to, oh, what was happening? What freedoms were being taken, which he, re- you know, it's all, it's Daniel Ellsberg today. <laughs> that's correct. So I think that, yes, I think we, we pardon him. Obviously I think that he could be, um, the more important one in my mind is, is Assange for me. I think that there is, there is some power there to, to be had if, if that's done. And I think he should now, whether he will, I don't know, but I think he should for both. Now, all these questions are coming from a uh, poster of the American truth. And his last one here is if Biden becomes president, what do you see as a Biden America? Uh, short-term or long-term, I guess would be the question. Short-term first, um, it would not surprise me in the slightest that we see pretty swiftly significant lockdowns over the country. Um, I don't know that they'll be long-term. I think that it would be, I think they will use them as long as they're beneficial to them. I think that prior to um, the election, it was super beneficial for these um, more Democrat run states to have lockdowns. And I think that will continue. The reason I think that is, I think that it will be a, uh, there will be this desire to portray to America that Joe Biden was the right choice because see, he, he, he fixed the problem. And so I think that they want, they're going to need to make the problem a little worse. Now, this is just opinion. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying this is a, a factual thing or I have sources that are telling me this. I think that they'll need to make the situation worse so they can make it a lot better. Okay. Uh, manufactured crisis is, is maybe not the quite, quite the, the right word for it, but um, they will, they will maximize the situation. Amplified. Amplified. They will. They will maximize and amplify the situation. I mean, you look at Rahm Emanuel said it himself. He said, you never let a, a tragedy or a bad situation go to waste. Use it for the, the full extent of it. It can. They're going to use it for political power, good or bad, whether you like that or not, that's going to happen. Um, so in the short term, that'll happen. In the short term, um, you know, we're going to see that long term. I think that you will see massive corrections in the stock market. I think that was coming either way. To be honest with you, uh, I think that the stock market is, is unfortunately, um, and the housing market is is probably worse off than it was in 07, 08. Mm-hmm. I think that we're going to see uh, bigger corrections. The only difference will be that the um, the Fed will not have the, t- whether you agree with the tools they used, they won't have that available to them. To the, you know, QE is not really on the table anymore. They realize now that that didn't do that much and they really can't go any further with rates. So I think that we're going to see... Um, we're going to see a correction it has to, there has to be a correction and that will i think that'll occur in the four years of biden either way and it, I, i'm not sure that it wouldn't have happened under trump as well just because mm-hmm. things couldn't continue going the way they're going Re- I'm still, realistically i'm still going through making sure that i didn't sure. miss any questions i do have this one here uh yeah. what do you say to people who are still watching fox news at this point i'm not sure what you're waiting for um I get it. There's a couple of people there that I, I personally enjoy seeing, right? I enjoy watching Tucker. I, I do watch Laura Ingram at times as well. Um, I will say this is that you can watch their shows in entirety without ever having to watch the network. So I do that most of the time. I don't actually watch them live. I watch them, you know, on YouTube or other, other locations afterwards, or you can get on Twitter and usually see the high points, right? You can see mm-hmm. the highlights of the day, you know, the big, the big things they discuss. But um, for me is that I think we've seen time and time again, that when push comes to shove, um, Fox News does not stand with the 
conservative movement. So if you're a conservative, I don't see how you, you view them as a positive out force for you and the movement we want to have. Um, so for me, I, you know, I look at places like OAN and Newsmax. Those are my go-tos at this point to, to, figure, to watch. If I'm going to watch a news program, which, you know, as busy as I am, I don't just sit down and watch long, you know, you know, long sections of news programs to be completely honest. But if I was going to, it would be one of them. Um, that would be where, and then I would be watching um, YouTube videos for, for online shows. I'll be watching shows like this one right here, places that you're going to hear the reality of what's going on on the ground around you, not just what the, um, the folks that own the stations want you to hear. Cause that's mm -hmm. unfortunately the reality. And you look at what's happened to Tucker, you look at what's happened to, to Hannity and some of them that have been, you know, they've, they've been slapped down in some ways over the years because of things they said. And, and, and it's obvious that they're told, you know, you can have a little bit of leeway, but you got, you have to toe the line a little bit or else we're not going to, going to put up with you. So I think that there's a lot of places that are better options at this point. Okay. Uh, we're still waiting for more uh, questions sure. to come in. Uh, I do want to go back uh, to uh, a couple things because you just talked about uh, the uh, stock market. If, yep. if there is a, a Biden America, um, right. how would your entrepreneurial uh, advice change at that point? Or if at any? Sure. I mean, obviously, everything we'll say at this point is just... Um, is not uh, financial advice. I'm not a financial advisor, so I don't want to take it as, oh, hey, you should go do these things and, and make these decisions based on what I'm saying. But during difficult times with the greatest opportunities, if people are able to actually look at the world around them and see past their current situation. Case in point, for me personally, um, as we move forward in 2021, I'm not gonna be sitting on physical cash. I'm not. I'm going to be sitting on, on, on liquid commodities. Mm -hmm. um, you know, this is not a, Oh, you know, one of those silver commercials, but I, the truth is I'm going to, I'm going to be buying and, and the still savings that I would have today, right. In cash, I'm, instead of cash, I'm going to hold it in silver and gold and, and other mm -hmm. commodities, just because those are still liquid. I can still get, you know, convert them for cash whenever I need to, but they are a little bit better protector against inflation. And if we see, specifically a, a market issue, a market correction, there's nothing that leads me to believe that the Fed will not continue to print money, um, which will continue to drive maybe deflation in the short term, but then inflation over the longer term, uh, which is going to, and there's nothing over the course of history, if you're going to something you can have that's fairly liquid, gold and silver have done a pretty good job of keeping you safe against those things. Uh, it, I'm not, they're not perfect. I'm mm -hmm. not saying you're going to make millions of dollars, but you're protecting your buying power longer term, I would say with that, at least, you know, small amounts. So um, that's what I'm doing myself for that. As far as the, you know, looking to make money in, in the market and make money or not necessarily in the stock market, but make money uh, in the world around you. You look at things that are going right now. I, you know, I will say that on the side, I like to flip things as well. Um, there's been no better time than difficult times, right? You know, when, when things are scarce, things are more difficult to find. Um, that's when you can look for opportunities. Okay. Uh, I know guys, I know guys myself that are making hundreds of thousands of dollars a year selling toys. They buy at retail and selling them online, literally. And that sounds silly, but you know, there it's just an example of opportunities that are around you, mm -hmm. but you have to be able to look at the forest. Don't, don't miss the forest for the trees, right? We, we have this, this, this small window view, we only see what's in front of us, the difficulties we're facing, 
We don't say, okay, well, how can we turn that into a positive, right? How can we turn that into a good opportunity? Um, like during the gold rush, the people that were digging for gold didn't make nearly as much money as the people that were selling the picks and the shovels. So, um, you know, they weren't necessarily in there getting the gold, but they, they found an opportunity where they were. So that's, that's the name of the game. Um, now, this comment uh, comes from Vic. Uh, she sure. says, I think that as conservatives move away from other sources, uh, our journalism must have the facts and the message that patriots need. Uh, sure. She sees that uh, we are, in the long run, the only reliable and uncompromised media, uh, right. and that we have to realize that that's our future. Do you have any thoughts on that? I, from, if I'm understanding her correctly, what she's saying is that on the local level, people like you and I talking about the news and talking about what's going on around them. Yeah, I would agree with that. That is that is definitely going to be an integral part of what we do. Um, however, we can't be everywhere. So we have to be able to um, effectively look at information and vet that against other sources. And that, you know, I'm not saying the mainstream media is going to die. There'll be some, there, there's, there's some broad spectrum information that they do pass out that is going to be, you know, necessary um, because we can't be ever they're able to because of the ability they have to compile information in one spot you look for for the for better or for worse what drudge has kind of turned into may not be exactly what we you know is, is different than what it used to be but it still does a decent job of compiling compiling a bunch of information in one spot and i think that that those are the things that as we move away from mainstream media and move more into independent media areas we have to be able to in some ways find sources, find websites, find uh, outlets that are going to allow us to at least get broad spectrum information that allows us to then tie in what we're learning on a, on a local uh, individual, individualized basis and actually make um, decisions for ourselves going forward based on that, right? Because, you know, the information that, you know, you get, uh, I think you say California, the information you get in California, the information I get in Indiana, are going to be very they're going to look very different right that's going to be very different and, and on the ground things look very different you know you know you got california is a little bit worse lockdowns right now than indiana is indiana's fairly you know i won't discuss my thoughts on eric holcomb but generally uh we are pretty pretty wide open in a lot of ways we're able to go eat somewhere and you know go to the gym if we want to which i can't necessarily speak for my california friends on that one so it, it, there's a difference there right so uh, every place and every state's going to have different realities on the ground. Um, but we are generally going to need some some basis information as far as what's going on in the nation as a whole. And so I think allowing ourselves to have those have those sites our go to sites that are allowing us to, to learn information quickly. Um, and then we can tie that into local information and, and actually put out content that is not going to only help the broad spectrum of Americans, but also our local areas, right? I think it's going to turn a lot more localized, right? Our information um, is going to and COVID's doing that a little bit. It's tying us into tighter groups, right? We're, we're learning more about our communities. We're learning more about our counties. Those sort of things are going to continue. And I think that's probably a, for a good, a good thing because people are going to start focusing on the local more than the, the national. And that's, that's really where the, where policy changes is at the local level. So and those down vote on the ticket, Correct. that's where our 100%. future leaders tend to come. hundred um, percent. Now, this is a story that was just posted uh, from Political, where it says that uh, uh, Newsmax pledged $1 million to the Clinton Foundation. And the comment here is that Chris Ruddy, in the interview, uh, says that he did pledge money to the Clinton Foundation. Do you have any thoughts on that? I mean, what my question would be is that, if, as you look at their reporting, look at what they're doing, an individual 
donating to a liberal organization that I have very uh, real opinions about that I won't go into here um, is not necessarily disconcerting to me because if you look at people like Donald Trump and other people, we know Donald Trump gave millions of dollars to liberal causes over the decades. Mm -hmm. That is not, so just because you've donated to causes that necessarily, you know, I wouldn't agree with doesn't necessarily mean that he was in lockstep with those organizations. And secondarily, um, we don't know the context, right? We don't know the context of why he donated what he did. When, now I personally, now there may be in the information out there now when he donated that. Um, and so, yeah, I want more context there. Um, but if I did not see it affecting the the output of news that was going on there at the at, um, with that organization, I don't know that that would bother me necessarily. Because, like you say, we've seen that donations aren't necessary don't necessarily mean anything per se uh, in the broad spectrum anyway. Um, this comment here is, I think the news aggregating websites are by nature biased. Uh, it sure. is by their nature and in the reason that they exist for whatever reason. Do you agree or disagree that because uh, you, you mentioned Drudge? Mm -hmm. Well, yeah, I'm not saying that we should, don't mistake the fact that you're going to go to those sites and be able to see a widespread amount of information. That does not mean you're going to be, you know, you're just taking it by the spoonful and, and digesting it at face value. What it does do though, is allows you to see a wider spectrum of information across the country to then do like I discussed earlier, you actually take it, you break it down. What is the base information here? You know, parse out the stuff that the biases and the, in the, in the opinion side of it, that really doesn't matter that much, but you, there is still, I mean, even in the opinion, opinion pieces on a wide spectrum of ideas, you're getting the wide spectrum of ideas either way. So you need those to be able to form an opinion going forward. So I, I mean, I visit Drudge on a regular basis. Do I think Drudge is, is biased at this point? I'm not sure, you know, there's that whole debate is, 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 is Matt Drudge actually there? Or is he not? I don't know any of that. But what I will say this is that yeah, the, 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 the um, feeling of Drudge has changed. There's no mm -hmm. doubt about that. You can see it in its headlines, you can see it the way it, it, it talks about things. But what it still does do is it brings together a, a wide array of information from varying sources all over the internet and allows you to kind of digest it at once, right? Um, you still have to, because what I'll see is I'll see a headline of Drudge. I'll click on it. What is that about? Maybe I don't like the source it's coming from, but then I have that information that at, that item actually occurred. I can go into another source. I can search out some other options, some other outlets that are giving me the same information, maybe without the spin it still does a, a, a big service to allow us to actually know what is going on in, in the, in the whole, as opposed to just in our area. Uh, this is a, a, an extension of kind of that comment. Uh, sure. It seems that more people want to be citizen journalists sure. uh, and that, uh, you know, there seems to, and I see so many people who that fall by the wayside once they get a singular idea out of the way, but he also have seen, uh, people just to continue to succeed and probably because of the wide range of topics that you cover, uh, right. but keeping your core values. What do you think separate you from maybe the other citizen journalists out there? Well, there are, I mean, you know, like I said, with the internet, the internet allows us to do everybody to do this, right? This is not a, a an exclusive group, right? Uh, the media used to be, if you weren't Walter Cronkite or some other people, you couldn't get access to, to news media. Um, we, that's not the issue anymore. You can do pretty much any kind of news show you want from the, the comfort, you know, from the um, comfortability of your own home. I mean, that's, that's the nice thing about it. Uh, what I will say is this, unfortunately, 
what that does do is it does kind of dilute the news sometimes. And the fact that, um, you know, I've seen at least uh, the news cycle can be, you know, an inch deep and a mile wide. Um, and so you get a lot of folks that are, are wanting to jump on that bandwagon and be citizen journalists. But really mm-hmm. what that's turned into for them as is just parroting the headlines, which is fine. And there's nothing wrong with that. Um, but what I would suggest for people to do is to look for the voices that are going past that surface level to actually to look for the information and make and mm-hmm. add something to it. For me, you know, who I follow on Twitter, I follow a lot of people, but there are certain there's certain people that I have kind of earmarked that I go back to, excuse me, consistently. Uh, and they're people that bring more to the table than just the headlines. Mm-hmm. I can get the headlines anywhere. And I think that is what a lot of a lot of um, a lot of people fall into is they fall into the oh, I'm not sure what to do. So I'm just gonna put out headlines, which is fine. That's not a problem. But as they develop, you'll see the ones that the ones that fall away are probably the ones that aren't that interested in doing the work to do it. And they, they mm-hmm. it's, it's fun in theory, but it, there is actually quite a bit of work to it if you want to do it successfully and, and, and efficiently um, without just turning into a, oh, I put out, you know, salacious headlines that get clicks and stuff. People can do that mm-hmm. all day long. But if you actually want to be someone that is uh, respected in the community and people want to listen to because you're actually bringing information, it does take quite a bit of work. And so I would suggest people to look for those people and then emulate what they do and how they do it, right? How they find their information, how they, make sure they stay credible, how they, you know, um, keep their uh, ethical standing, right? How they keep themselves above board. They're not just putting out anything every single day. So that's, that's where I kind of try to look at people I look for. And that's what I do. Um, And we're getting close to the end of our time. But uh, with this question, we're going to go back to the election. Um, Do you think at least partially it, it, some of it could have been rigged. And if so, would you describe that as maybe a soft coup? There are things that I will say that the things that I think, and there's things that I feel confident enough to say um, with any authority. And I don't know that I have enough contacts with enough information to say things with authority, but if we're talking on opinions, right? So that's Mm -hmm. what this is, is just in my opinion on what I think based on what I can see. uh, I think that there is, I think there's an an obvious, there was an obvious plan to degrade our election. Um, I think they planned this for a while. Um, I don't, the COVID scenario fits very, very perfectly with, with what they needed to accomplish. They obviously couldn't have, they needed mail, the mail-in vote to be super strong. They needed it to be very, 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 very uh, left-leaning. That was, there's no doubt about that. They needed that. Um, and um, there had to have been some discussion, at least on a basic level, how do we make that happen? And I don't, for, I can't, for the life of me, can't think of a way that happens outside of COVID. Mm-hmm. I, I just don't, I don't see how that occurs on the level it did, but it requires it, right? Uh, you look at other countries that have, that have banned mail-in voting, at least on a widespread array, right? They, obviously they have, you know, specific instances where that's allowed. And so did we in a lot of ways, but you look at a lot of countries have banned it for the simple fact that of all the ways to vote, it is the easiest way to manipulate. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and that, and that's not just, that's not, that's not conspiracy out. theory. That's not talking points. That's been science. Uh, that's been political science for decades. And all of a sudden now that is taboo science. I don't know where that came from. You go back two years, the New York times yeah. wrote that the AP wrote Correct. that there's a lot of places out there who've been saying Correct. that. Correct. And it's been even before this past election, <laughs> you look at other countries, they cut it, they cut it completely 
from their slate of how they elect people because of how bad it was. And so, you know, you can't, I'm not going to go into specifics of, oh, this county did this and this, whatever, but you look at, and in, in, in the, um, in the macro, you look at it overall, and there's no way you can tell me that COVID and mail-in votes and crazy irregularities all coincided to one of the the one election that Democrats didn't want to lose more than any other in the history of our country. Mm-hmm. I, I don't see how, even if you don't look past that level, that is unfathomable. So that's where I'm at. Um, some more questions are coming in, so I want to make sure, sure. I get to them. Uh, yeah. Is Jill Biden a doctor? I saw this debate earlier. I mean, I guess if she's got a doctorate, I guess she is. I mean, there's a lot of doctors out there. I don't, I haven't looked into Jill Biden's credentials, so I really can't speak. I don't know if she, I mean, she has a doctorate. I guess technically she is. There's a doctor in all sorts of things though. And just because you can be called a doctor without really being a doctor, doctor, like people think. Right. So I don't know. I don't even know what her degree is in per se. So I don't want to speak to that, but yes, there is quite, quite a debate on what kind of doctor she is. Uh, it, it really doesn't, doesn't matter to me that much, I, you know, Follow-up unless question. she all of a sudden gets pulled into policy. Restaurant, but, do you think, would you trust Jill Biden to save your life? <laughs> would I trust Jill Biden to save my life? Um, I mean, if I have no, I mean, if I don't have any options, I'm going to be pretty, be pretty, pretty lenient with who I allow to try to save my life. If I'm dying either way, you know, give me whoever I can get, I guess. But <laughs> um, so far, what do you think has been the best thing for being associated with a, a, a network like the New Right Network? Well, for me, I mean, I think that it gives the opportunity to so many people that wouldn't necessarily get a um, an entry point, right? Uh, I know how many outlets are there out there that that have voices that are pretty, and, and there's plenty of good reason why. I'm not saying there's not, but there's plenty of good reason why you'd be very, very strict on who you let through the door. And I think New Right Network does that as well. There's a vetting process there. It's not just like an open door, but um, they're a lot more efficient at magnifying smaller voices. And I don't mean that in, in the content scenario, but more in the, hey, this person doesn't have a following yet, but they but they have some great ideas. They do a great job of, of pushing those people forward. I, I think for even me, um, you know, I, I do have a, a decent following on some of the social platforms. I'm not going to, you know, I'm not, huge room by any means, but, um, you know, just the ability to be able to get on here and, and write articles and have some, some freedom of thought, right. I'm not getting microanalyzed every single day. Obviously there are ethical standards or things that you have to be, you have to do everything within your power to tell the truth and be factual, but you know, I'm able to have my opinions. So, uh, that's a very positive thing. And I think that's what, that's what the new media out there is going to look like. That's what it's going to continue to morph into. Hey, you don't get to dictate what I think. And I should, you should also shouldn't dictate how I tell it to other people. So I think that's, that's really exciting. And I think they've done a great job with that. Well, we're starting to come up against our time and I want you to get your plugs sure. in. Uh, but I do have, we'll do one last question. If I didn't get to your question, I do apologize. No uh, this last question is, is the fix already in for the runoff in the Georgia Senate election? Um, probably. Uh, I mean, my thing would be is that, I mean, it depends on where you're at, right? If you feel like the election was legitimate, and Trump lost, then you think no, right? That would be the, that would be your thought process. However, if you think that the election, the the presidential election on a widespread scale was contaminated and had issues with it, you'd be foolish to think that all of a sudden, two months later, the system's fixed and that mm-hmm. the issues that were there earlier aren't there. I mean, I think I saw that already a, a 1 million mail-in ballots have been requested in the state already. I think that is, that's only going to grow. So, I mean, the issue that of the mail-in ballot is not going to go away. 
And the problem is there's, you know, how, how do, how does the Republican party say, Oh, we're not going to do mail-in ballots, you know, because they're also at the same time they're the COVID numbers are going up. You can't, you can't leave your home. So they're going to have to allow that uh, mm -hmm. in the current climate. So I, I don't know how you fix a system and it may be, I don't have, I'm not telling you some breaking information that I have privy to. Um, but yeah, if I had to guess, I would say probably, probably. You've been listening to New Right Network, mobilizing, countering, energizing. Online at newrightnetwork.com.